episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Characters are coming out, singers are queer baiting, try guys are trying, all while all hell is being unleashed thanks to Ozzy Osbourne's new beauty products. It's time for the Pop 5 Weekly Wrap-Up. If a headline was made, then it's fair game for shade. And joining me on the panel this week, it's Alika. How are you? Oh my goodness, it's me by myself. I was trusted to actually wake up. I know, this is crazy. We haven't done a solo one of these, just you and I, have we? We have not the last solo podcast we did together. I think it was Dragula last season. Wow, a long time ago. Now we've got the new Dragula coming up. I'm so excited for that. Um, Yeah, well, listeners, get ready. We're going to do those recaps again, and things are going to be a little different. Um, but yeah, more on that eventually. But we're going to be taking five pop culture topics, headlines, stories, and rather than the usual rapid fire, we're going to break them apart and share our thoughts. There are lots of things happening in a given week, so some of your favorites might not be included, but if you want us to discuss something, reach out, DM me at MichaelBlockTalk on Instagram. No promises. Now, before we begin, listeners, if you are a person who can nominate the Glam Awards, now's the time. Nominate BlockTalk for Best Podcast. Nominate Michael Block for Best Writer. Nominate Zalika Parsons for Breakthrough Artist. I know, shocking, right? But I mean, who moves, who throws away 90, 95% of their drag and then within seven months is working full time again? Uh, uh, uh. There it is. Any other categories we should be nominating you for? Um, best competition, Hot Mess. Best duo, Me and Vixen. Um, me and Vixen's brunch is also really great. I know it's a public vote, so I'm going to be like pandering to our brunch. Audience. Is it a public vote? Has that been official? I think the nomination process is nightlife only, but the actual vote for the brunch. Because nothing's come out because I'm still campaigning to make sure best podcast isn't a public vote. No, I know best brunch. I remember I saw the post and at first I was like, oh my God, I'm going to campaign. And then when it said public, I was like, forget about the drag race girls are going to win. Oh God. Can we just kick them out? They don't even really go here. And if they do go here, that means they're not doing their job. (laughs) <laughs> you, you know how that works you your friends they're like oh my god i got on tv to go be great and then if they don't place as well as they thought they did they're doing what they're doing and that's they're making money that's all that matters hey money is money i don't have it so if you would like to give me money you're more than welcome to zeke would take money too i always take money I tip the drag queen that's my venmo and i have a cash app now because money is oh, no. well let's let, let's start are you ready I'm as ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> well, the Try Guys tried to make a statement on Ned, and we got three very different reactions, but one field day from the social media mob. With oh. a video and follow-up Try Guy tripod episode, Keith, Zach, and Eugene have opened up about the affair and the subsequent firing of Ned Fulmer. The guys said they were shocked, went through every stage of grief, and allegedly had no idea that their fellow guy was involved in the consensual workplace romance-turned-affair. Additionally... They claim they would have fired Ned if the affair hadn't been made public. 
As believed, much of their silence was due to the legal issues, though they stand by their statement that it was not coordinated with Ned's as they believe Ned's statement was meant to help with his public image. And no, friends, there will not be auditions to be the new Try Guy they're sticking with three. Now, Zalika, I know you're obsessed with the story. What are your biggest takeaways from the video and the podcast? And why is Eugene's face all the gays? Okay, so my favorite thing about this entire process is that even if you, the listeners will see this when we take our photo in the chat, but if you see the outfit Eugene's wearing behind you, or he, the one they wore in the first five minutes addressing the public video, apology, whatever they wanted to call it, he's wearing the Princess Diana Revenge dress silhouette, and it's just giving me all the emotion I needed. Um, no, so I have been a Try Guys fan since I, like, since BuzzFeed, I think I was in high school when I started, and I could be wrong, I could be aging myself the wrong way, but it makes me look younger, whatever. So um, I have been a Try Guys fan since they have started, and I love the continuity in everything they've done. And they even address that in the podcast. Um, it is an hour and 10 minutes, I think, long. I listened to the whole thing twice. I even listened to it once while friends were watching and I was explaining it to them to make sure that I did my research properly. Um, I think it's bullshit that Ned copied their font. That's the biggest takeaway, I think, because I at first, even if you look at their statements right now, their mm-hmm. statement on their Instagram versus Ned's Instagram look like the same PR team made it. And even the guys addressed towards the end of the podcast, not the apology, but at the end of the podcast, they did address or admit it's not like 30 minutes in. They were like, yeah, no, that was, we don't, we don't talk. That's his team, not our team. And they really do believe, at least Keith believes that he did that to cover his ass. So it looked like, so they had like, we're still united or whatever when they're mm-hmm, really, mm-hmm. clearly, clearly not. But um, yeah, no, honestly, I don't think that entire hour podcast was really important important for fans to listen to but it was more so important for them to just get it all out so this sure. way especially for little guy zach he for it looks like zach is the one taking the main charge of the company and did all of everything because the other two what keith was on tour and eugene is too busy being gay so zach had to like really take reins on this one um i personally do think there's a future where they even address this in the video and within the next year starting next year they are switching gears they'll be doing the same things a few of the same things they used to do but they are really switching gears to do things that are more socially caused towards them and also getting people to try new experiences what i think is they're going to really lean into like eugene and being gay zach and his disabilities keith and being a comedian i think they're just going to each lean into that and just gear their part of the channel towards that because that's, mm-hmm. that's pretty much what they said. Um, I do also, 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 what I'm really excited for was Zach actually mentioned that they were thinking about doing another candid competition. And if you have not seen candid competition, it is the fucking funniest thing I've ever seen, but also the most humbling and heartwarming thing I've ever seen. And mm-hmm. highly recommend watching the series. That's, okay, okay. That's the main thing I got out of this because candid competition is one of my favorite shows in the world. Now, how can they make sure this is not an opportunistic moment and and really i guess take what happened and and teach the their viewers that it's just not okay well okay so here's my thing i also talked to my one roommate about this and they made a very fair valid point 
from someone looking on the outside, inside, outside in, outside in, um, who does not, maybe not know, not that they don't know the Try Guys, but they don't know like their individual archetypes or like who they are as characters or whatever. But um, any person regularly cheating or like, and they come out, yes, I cheated, okay, whatever. It usually just goes away, great, cool, or like it's in the tabloids, whatever. Ned's entire image being that he was Ned, I love my wife, Fulmer. Like that's even the fandom makes that joke about him, like, like way prior to this. And like, I just, I don't, I, I think the biggest takeaway or what from, especially that I think they did it with this video already was they disassociated with him. They, they, he, they, he tarnished their brand. So they're trying to just keep their brand's integrity by taking him out. So I don't really think that that's part of their job is I'm saying, oh, this is not a fair, this is not like they did all the necessary, like they're like, hey, the reason why this blew up is because it happened with someone in the company. They're taking their steps to make sure they can like reflect and move on and like, we'll take that. So they're not making it her fault either, which I think was very important. And they also like, and basically just saying that like there's families at this and like, instead of just making it a tabloid thing, it's just there are families, them constantly saying there are real people and there are families in this. I think that's all they really needed to do. That's Everything fair. else was just kind of like they're in the public eye and they had to say something. Now, obviously, we didn't have you last week when we first broke this story. I was so um, mad. Well, well, blame blame your co-host. Blame me, me needing to make money. <laughs> um, what is next for Ned? Yes, um, with stars or Mass Singer? It's probably going to be Mass Singer. It's the only thing that because Family Guy, whatever, and I think like. He is a family guy, so I think that's what's going to help his with his image most. But I mean, I don't know. I think he also didn't he he he's the one who went to Harvard or like the really good law school, the really good school. So he's really really smart. So it's not like he'll be out of a job. And like, unfortunately, it was just one of those things where I think personally, the fandom itself won't ever forgive him or let him get away with it. But there is enough like audience out there that he'll find like I my biggest best guess would be either be like New York Times article person or like a, a magazine, maybe like Instinct or something, or whatever straight man's magazine is. And they'll just have him as a columnist or whatever. We'll see. We'll definitely see. And and we addressed it last week. There's no chance that they had like an open marriage, right? No. I mean, I well, it's a thing today things people do it and also not for nothing but his wife is really good friends with eugene like they hang out and do videos on that channel all the time so i mean it did i i could see that and then like instead of them wanting to address it and make it like a thing they're just like oh no we got caught yeah hey there's nothing wrong with open relationships people should embrace it if it is important to them Get rid of the stigma. It's not for me. For others, it's fine. Ready for the next topic? Um, uh, it's not for me either. I'm sorry. I'm too self-centered. I'm a Virgo. I need the attention. Okay, I'm ready for the next topic. Jankies! Velma's out. That's right. The fictional star of Scooby-Doo is officially a lesbian. Or for the ones that have eyes? Duh. After years of speculation, Velma Dinkley's attraction to women has been confirmed in a new clip of Trick or Treat Scooby-Doo. To play coy, the director of the piece, Audie Harrison, said he didn't realize this moment would be so groundbreaking and thought it was a bigger deal that Velma's character was in love with the villain of the movie. Aren't we all? That to is... piss off 
conservative America. If you Google Velma, a graphic with pride and lesbian flags rain down on your screen. Oh, and in other Velma news, in Mindy Kaling's adult cartoon spinoff Velma, the series will be the origin story of Velma as the unsung brains of Mystery Inc., while the character, voiced by Kaling, is reimagined as South Asian. Of course, this caused backlash. So, why is Velma having such a big week, and which story is bigger, lesbian or South Asian? I think South Asian Velma is the bigger story. I mean, of course, everyone's going to make the lesbian thing a bigger story, because, like, childhood trauma unlocked or whatever but like i mean i am a huge nerd at the end of the day and i don't really talk about it that much because it's not what i do for work it's what i do when i'm like want to unwind and shit Mm -hmm. but like i truly am all for what if Uh, that's what they call i I don't mean that in a derogatory way it's like in the nerd community the what if like even the disney show the mcu yeah Yeah. it's a very big any fandom is always been like what if what if what this what this what's this it's not canon it's not this but like i love the idea of taking a childhood storyline or something that we're all so beyond familiar with and giving it a new fresh lens so i am all for mindy kaylin's version i'm all for the lesbian velma i'm honestly bummed i really what i it's never gonna happen but what i would really really want is them to redo the original live action scooby-doo and do it the way they wanted it to do like make shaggy the stoner make velma and daphne lesbians make fred even more of a little bitch like that sounds like music to my ears hey you know what there is a chance scooby-doo is never going anywhere just like this left gross eyebrow (laughs) not going now now obviously Velma has always been speculated as a queer character. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been a, a, a voice for the voiceless for a very long time. But there are other characters in our childhood that um, have been queer-coded. Mm-hmm. Like every fucking Disney villain. Oh, yeah, for sure. Who like, else is going to come out? Um, I think, I know it's not like the most necessity or necessary, ne- necessary come out, but um, a character we haven't seen that had like so like you know how for pop culture there's kind of like the roller coaster effect where it's like oh we talked about Rocky Horror two years ago and then seven years ago and then like it just it keeps coming out and forth mm-hmm. Pink Panther I think would come out next with, like Pink Panther <gasps> queer because like we, Pink Panther's always been queer but like they've never directly had the chance to be like oh my goodness the Pink Panther and his boyfriend or their boyfriend or like something like that or their partner. So I think that would interesting. be interesting. Cool. That's not who I had on my bingo board to come out. Interesting. What did you have? Oh, you know, I'm just ready for like the official Bert and Ernie um uh come out story. Oh, I don't think that's ever gonna happen. Oh, it will. And if not, they have neighbors. Oh, that's true. I mean, I know, yeah, uh, Sesame Street is very progressive in that they do a lot of real life stuff so i could actually see that i take back my that's never gonna happen you never know you never know i mean hey they're roommates i mean roommates has been code for things for a very long time oh my god um, they're roommates let's take it back let's let, let, let's take back the phrase also actually, I it's not i don't love- there i had roommates that i never want to be in a relationship with oh i i second that um i actually i don't think i've ever wanted to date a single roommate because i only live with people that i could trust <laughs> And I don't trust the people I date. Um, yeah. But I also think another cool thing that would be fun is 
if they took like a sitcom like Three's Company or like, I don't know, one of those, like that generation of television and redid it as a queer show. So you're saying you like want how, like, Chucky did? So you want the Golden Girls to all do it with each other? Oh, would that be fun? Like a lesbian version of the Golden or like a queer version of the Golden Girls? I think it'd be really fun. Hey, listen, there are certain comedians of the lesbian persuasion who are of a certain age that could perfectly be cast in that. Ellen, Wanda Sykes, Margaret oh Cho. I was just going to say the Wanda Sykes as like the mom. I'm telling you, here, there's your show right there. Um, and you may say they look young, but they're probably older than the cast was when they first started Golden um, Girls. Or like have Kathy Griffin be, um, what was the guy who was Dorothy's husband? Stan. Have like Kathy Griffin be Stan. That'd be so funny. Hey, listen, maybe I should be a producer. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Let it happen. But congratulations, Velma. You're officially out. You have um, really, really pissed off conservatives this week. Um, and I commend you. Congrats. Give Speaking of gay things, pop star and professional queer beater Charlie Puth has dropped his latest album, Puth, uh, Charlie, alongside quite the revealing interview in GQ. Um, if the kid's got a song like, I don't think I, I like her, you know it's code for because I think I like dudes. His first album in four years is said to be his most personal. And additionally, he was the GQ cover boy, where they called him out for his queer baiting, thirst traps, to which Puth said that he's just very horny, <laughs> aren't we all? He has addressed the accusations on social media while also saying he is inspired by the LGBTQ plus culture as it is so ahead of its time, culturally, sonically, musically, everythingly. He has stated that he was driving by gay clubs like the Abbey and WeHo. It was inspiring to him to finish his music. Now, Zalika, I forced you to listen to some of his music. What did you think of the music? I called my Alexa to play his new music while I was setting up for this. Um, he sounds like he's doing a really bad Brendan Urie impersonation from Panic at the Disco. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't know if that's all the songs. It was just the one that was playing. It was the one about like, no, I don't even, I could not even tell you what song it was, honestly. But at the end of the day, he's the one with Olivia Rodrigo, right? No. I'm um, sorry, all the white twigs look the same to me. Um, I don't know. I'm not a fan, but like, listen. That's fair. He's very cute. If he were to be gay, um, ooh, he would be very much in demand. Um, oh, you see the TikTok one? He's like, yeah. oh, what if we had a song that went like, yeah, that's him. Into a song, I fucking hate him. He's so annoying. Never mind. I take it back. Um, it now I listened to the album. Uh, it's very typical autotune male pop star with some good tracks. None that I like immediately hit replay. Like, oh my god, I want to listen to that again. But I, I enjoy some of his music. I like that, like that, that, that tenor sound. Um, I, that's that's my that's my style of male singers. Well, I mean, um, I like what they like James MacArthur. Like he's an amazing singer. His lyrics speak to me, and he doesn't have the queer bait. Let's like him. Hey, listen. I mean, maybe it's a cool thing for straight people to do now to queer bait. Um, just in case they ever want to dabble, they can be like, "Oh, I tried it. It's not for me." Oh, so Paul and Nick Jonas. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Or Harry Styles. Harry Styles still, still in the same boat. Wait, um, Nick Styles is straight. Yeah. Right. Um, really? I I still think Charlie Puth is gay. Um, like this kid goes pretty far to get the homos to retweet him on a daily basis. Um, like literally, literally crotch shots. Oh God, no. Um, 
So are you going to go to a Charlie Puth concert? No, I'm good. You can have fun. Enjoy yourself. Take the Even trip. if someone got you a ticket? God, no. Wow. You would turn out turn down a full concert? I like the whole concerts are like four hours. They're usually the night of the week that I work. So I'm good. What if Charlie Puth came to your show? I honestly would not know who he was. Okay. I'm not like, I don't mean that in like a I'm better than people way. I mean that in a genuine like, I am ignorant to certain topics and things and knowing what he looks like on demand is one of them. Like I would definitely know he's famous, but I would not be able to pull out his name out of my head instantly. Could you pull out um, Harry Styles? Uh, yeah, Harry Styles, I know what he looks like. How about Brendan Urie? Bre- oh, Brendan Urie has the most amazing butt in the entire world. He's the only, he's not really a twink, but if you had to classify him as a twink, he's the only twink that I would actually like give the time of day. Imagine if he was gay. That would be a game changer. He's bisexual. I, sure. No, like seriously. Yeah, when was the last time he did a dude? Um, He's really actually private about his private life. Like, I don't know nothing about, like, I would not be able to tell you. Hey, maybe you have a chance. I mean, uh, that is off the top of my head also. Like, I haven't researched, so he could be. I don't know. But I know, I definitely know, like, I definitely know in middle school or high school, freaking out remembering finding out that he was bisexual. I mean, he was in Kinky Boots, so what's that mean? Yeah, and he covered Frozen. Come on. I mean, talk about queer baiting characters. Yeah, hey, well. I, there's no lesbian in Frozen 3, I quit. No, there has to be. All right, you ready for the next one? Um, Hold on. I am not doing this because of my life. Brandon Urie in 2018 comes out as pansexual. I'm married to a woman and very much in love, but I'm definitely coming out as pansexual. Yeah, at 31. Okay, pansexual. We love pansexual. That's yeah. that's um, another term that pisses off conservatives. Pumps. Come on. Let's talk about conservatives again. Are you ready for this topic? Um, They put a spell on you and now you're gay. Uh, Or at least that's what one God-fearing woman in Texas might believe. A Texas woman and non-Halloween celebrator, Jamie Gooch, yes, her last name is Gooch, is warning parents not to let their kids watch Hocus Pocus 2, fearing it may cast evil spells as she claims the movie is based on harvesting the purity of children's souls so that witches may live on. She believes that children who watch the film will be hypnotized and placed in a bewitched trance as it comes through the screen to aid in the desensitization of the coming evil in the world. And worst case scenario, it will unleash hell in your home. Why is this the perfect material for an SNL sketch? And why does this woman refuse to remember that Hocus Pocus 2 is fiction? Yeah, I was confused because like the way the article I read it or read, read part of it um <laughs> we have a lot of articles we read um to my knowledge and what i remember she it sounded like she saw the original which confused me because i was like if you're someone who's saying that they're trying to renounce like halloween and devilistic devil devil whatever word she used would you you would hocus pocus is about witches so like wouldn't you that whole thing i think it's definitely just a stunt She's crazy. Like, literally, she's crazy. I mean, why do these Christians come so hard for this media when in actuality, they're the ones in the cult? They're the ones who, like, invented the Kool-Aid. Like, I don't understand. And what really, really irks me about this shit is, like, it's one thing to be like, okay, Christian values, but, like, 
I could be wrong, but I was under the influence that she knew what Hocus Pocus 1 was and remembered the first movie. So I'm like, if you remembered the first movie, why would you see the second? Exactly. That's where your morals now lie. Like, you're just dumb. You're just being dumb, dumb. Yeah. Um, Is it possible that Hocus Pocus originally did cast spells because how many gay kids came out of that movie? So many gay kids. Um, I have to be real and honest. Hocus Pocus was not my childhood fantasy. Um, I did like ooky spooky and witchy stuff, but like I was more so watching the Saw movies or like scary, scary shit. So I have recently watched the second. I did like it. It was good. Um, good in a nostalgia way, not good in like, should it get like 57 Academy Awards? No. But was it good? <laughs> yes. Um, are we performing one of the songs from the second one today at brunch? Yes. Um, are we doing a whole mix about the original? Yes. But like, it's camp. It's it's just, especially like, I think my favorite quote I've ever heard a friend talk about Hocus Pocus was, they said, Hocus Pocus one showed why straight people should not be doing camp. And I get it. And that's how I feel about it. But it's so like, it, it's especially the second one, it's so campy that I don't understand. Like, even that's, I think that's another thing that baffles me is how do you make the connection of what she's saying with hocus pocus they sing one way or another yeah girl um which sanderson sister are you um everyone likes to think i'm the one that does this christina mary yeah mary but i would like to much more think i'm a sarah jessica parker a sarah yeah because I love, 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 or used to at least when I would get really blackout wasted drunk, um, flirting with guys just to walk away from them and be like, goodbye, hey, I got what I wanted, I'm good. Like my senior year um, prom, we went to the Jersey Shore and there was this guy I flirted with for literally an hour just to get him to buy me um, fried Oreos. He bought me two different orders and as soon as the last one was done, I was gone wow the That's truth a, comes out about zalika yeah we blocked each other. he well he blocked me on facebook he was a swimmer from a swim team and like we were like the only gays on the island so like he had swim team body and i had young zalika body so it looked like a potato then so like i was like there in the real world we would never talk but we are the only two at the jersey shore right now everyone else on grinder is in their like 60s and we're the same age so fuck it and i got my fried oreos well, I, I'm glad you got fried Oreos. I am um, probably going to go to the North Carolina State Fair soon and get my fair share of fried Oreos and other fried shit. Uh, I'm jealous. You know, crazy. Love Southern people. Uh, oh, you, just, you, you muted. Are you, can you hear me? I was talking to Alexa for a second. Sorry. Um, I was um, like, you talking to me? You talking to me? Talking to me about my fried food? On a day like this, at my cousin's Okay, wedding, okay, okay. Fried what? What fried thing have you not had before that you want to have? I mean, so there used to be a place in Brooklyn. I don't know if it's open anymore, but they literally will fry anything you want them to fry. Ooh. Literally anything. Um, so here, here, the whole, here the whole concept. Chocolate chip pancake. Okay. Right? But, like, make a McGriddle kind of style because they don't have McGriddles that have chocolate in it. So, you got to mm-hmm. like make a fake chocolate McGriddle, chocolate chip pancake McGriddle, saturated and with bacon, sausage, everything, right? That deep fried. Mm-hmm. And then drizzling strawberry syrup all over that. 
Wow, we are mixing many palettes here. But that sounds so good to me because I'm so hungry and I didn't eat breakfast yet. Fuck. Okay, great. So that's, <laughs> that's called the Zalika. That's the Zalika. Yeah, that's what the Zalika would be. What's one thing that you have not had that was fried? I, well, I think that the craziest thing that I've ever had, it wasn't even from a fair, it was from a restaurant, it was a fried cheeseburger, a deep fried cheeseburger. That's so good. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. And it, it had like uh, jalapenos and like a hot sauce, a pepper jack cheese, and Thousand oh. Island dressing. I was like, okay, this is good. I had um, the deep fried ice cream thing before. Those are very good. It. Love those. It scared me. Um, what do you think Jeff- Jeffrey Dahmer would have? Um, I could talk like hours and hours about him. I know that sounds gross. And it's not in like I love him way. It's in like I am obsessed with anything the occult or anything. Um, I think he would have something that already you would have a Freddy fried just because that's his mind like he would have like a fried mozzarella stick he's like can you deep fry that and he'd be like what it is and he's like yeah I know I want it double deep fried uh, I finished the series last night very interesting isn't it wild it's I, I think everyone who like, attacked that series really just didn't do their research like fuck you yeah they not only did they not do the research but they also didn't actually either they didn't watch the whole thing or they're the type of person who doesn't think deeper than the oh this was real and like yeah it was real but like we as a society i think we really learned that the cops didn't do shit they were also on the, the like the fucking like the worst people in the world prank calling and shit and then like how the neighbor i even did a deep dive on her she i felt so bad for her she died of like all these things like she got high blood pressure she was in the hospital like that gives you so much more of an insight. Like, yeah, okay, fuck Ryan Murphy, but still, it was so good. Niecy Nash deserves all the awards. She did a great job. She ain't gonna win them because apparently her new TV show, The Rookie Fed, whatever, is really bad, but... <laughs> so what? This is a different show. Yeah, but you know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. I don't know. Um, Final topic. Crazy topic. Um, Ozzy Osbourne launches a beauty line. Not a joke, just a fact. Not a joke, just a fact. All aboard the crazy train is the Black Sabbath frontman has launched a beauty collection that features bullet lipstick, a coffin palette, and a bark at the moon highlighter. The Ozzy Osbourne collection is from Rock and Roll Beauty and also features candles and body tattoos. Oh, God. Zalika Parsons, will you be purchasing the collection? I really do want to get the bat eyeshadow palette because that just is so cute and like i do I, the color story is something that i definitely would wear like all it's ironic i'm looking at my makeup counter and everything is rainbow right now but usually that's like my color story um i find it really interesting i want to know a what was like the minute this information like leaked or like what is announced did the Kat Von D beauty people, did they like, did their heads explode and like, did they immediately hate themselves or like, did they want to put a lawsuit? Cause like, I feel like that when I first saw the images, I was like, oh, I didn't know Kayvon D, like KVD beauty did a collab with Ozzy. That's like a really smart way to like <laughs> get a resurgence. And then when I like really looked at it, I was like, oh no, someone's going to get mad. Now. What other unlikely celebs will be launching their own beauty lines? Because we, we've seen a lot of celebrities be like, here's my collab or here's my line. Uh, um, not on, not totally out of the ballpark. Like it wouldn't be the weirdest thing, but like I could see it coming soon. Just as like a last ditch effort, like a Jamie Lynn Spears being like, 
this is my new collection with cover girl or like not cover girl cover girl's not stupid but like <laughs> <laughs> like some indie brand or some brand that's like very like where the first like only even like the men's makeup line or whatever and like just like where the first and like i truly do is yeah that's like the wildest person i could think of i was gonna say britney spears no well britney spears is something someone who should have a makeup line i thought that should she I she's she's Britney Spears. How fucking dare you? That's fair. That's fair. Um, the voice of a generation of makeup. Now, I I want to go back to Ozzy for a second. Obviously, there are a lot of discussions in the world all the time about gender roles and and masculinity and stuff. And yeah, Ozzy Osbourne is a very particular style of rock star where there was always makeup involved, but it was always in a masculine sense. Mm. These the, these items are not masculine they're like still on the spectrum of femininity mm. do you think this breaks the mold no honestly no i don't i really don't i just think it's a cash grab but like not a an, not like an, an honest cash grab it's not like a like motley not like that's a bad example like like what's a famous rock band like the who or like someone yes. like who doesn't never wear makeup and if they came out with makeup then yes, I'd say 100%. But I think all of the different looks that Ozzy Osbourne has had over all of the time, and someone probably like was like, do you want to make up line? And him saying, fuck it, why not? Like that's something that's kind of like a little bit more on the innocent side for me at least. Because it is called a beauty collection. It's, it, it is focusing on beauty. So I'm very interested to know who the target audience is here. It, it might be those like metalhead uh women it, it, who knows it could be and like if you again if you look at the color story it's not like any of it is like maybe she's worth it maybe it's Maybelline no it's very like grunge very dark very like a lot of the colors that you would use to blend are not there it's much more grind like they, they're the middle part I know of the eyeshadow palette is very like if you look at it quickly you'd be like okay it's not like the most diverse but in a grunge way it is very diverse very excited it's kind of like um there was a palette that Jeffree Star came out with, like, I think cremated, but not cream. It wasn't the cremated one. There was another one that everyone was like, oh, my God, we're finally getting our punk fantasy. I'm so excited. And then when you opened it, like, it was a very wearable, very, like, watered down mm-hmm. version of punk, where this one is actually, like, if you went to a punk girl's house and, like, looked through all of her eyeshadows and how she had the same color from every brand, but, like, just a little different, that's sure. what this palette is doing, which is smart in my, that's, in my that, mind. That's fair. You know who I wish was still alive so they could have a beauty line or, or makeup palette and that and stuff. Oh, David Bowie. Oh, that would be, see, that would be, oh, that would be so kind. That would be amazing. To be fair, devil's advocate. Dead people make palettes all the time. <laughs> Divine isn't alive and she has a Kat Von D palette. That's true. That's that is true. Is also why I thought this palette is why I thought it was a Kayvon D thing because I was like, oh, Javine, Ozzy Osbourne is on brand. Nope. Fair, fair. Well, Zalika, what would your beauty link be called? Um, so I actually, when I was still in the um, triangles phase of my career or like doing them like every day, I, one of my goals that I was talking to the universe was I wanted to have my own eyeliner collab with any mm-hmm. brand and it wasn't like banging bigger skimpy choosers but i wanted to call it the acute collection because get it acute triangle uh-huh. i do i do I, 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 re- I remember math 
and I wanted to have like a thick liner called the right angle and like <laughs> a purple and one purple, like two black liners. One's a cutie, one's uh, the right angle. And then one that was purple called obtuse rubber goose. <laughs> very cute. Look at this. That's called branding. RuPaul would be very proud of you. Oh, RuPaul, yeah. Why is RuPaul not having beauty line yet? What is, what is, what is yeah, she waiting Just pride, pride mark. They, it, oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Not here, though. We, we don't Not have here. it here. Well, okay, no, because Color, Color Revolution or some, there was some brand that she had like a limited time. It came with her perfume and then like an eyeshadow and like it was really bad. And they only sold it at like Ricky's. Oh, so boy. She died. <laughs> rest in peace, Ricky's. She definitely has had like a miniature one, like when she was like still on like season two, three, or four, or whatever. Even remember Adore Delano and, uh, Mm-hmm, they did the challenge mm-hmm. about it yeah so now that she has 27 billion different television shows i'm sure one of these prides color revolution some brand is gonna be like we need you to have a beauty line everywhere because money and the fags want more drag queens so house labs yes exactly 100 percent. well i look forward to it zalika what are you looking forward to next week uh, I am so excited for Halloween, and I know it's not next week, but like the Halloween's every day is Halloween in October for a drag queen. So I am so excited for Halloween. I am genuinely excited for the movie Smile. Uh huh. That looks so fucking good. I'm excited. That campaign, crazy. So crazy. I was, I don't Creepy. even like sports when I heard out about it, and I was like, that is genius. Um, I also want to see Hereditary, not Hereditary. What's the new horror movie? X. No, I saw X, the other one. Penelope. It's like the pre, the epilogue. Uh huh. Which it looks that looks good. Um, I'm excited. On Thursday, I'm getting an Airbnb and going on vacation for 24 hours. I'm not telling anyone I, where I am. Wow, that's terrifying. No, and it's gonna be like literally in Brooklyn. It's gonna be like somewhere everywhere, like. I'm going to be within blocks of everyone I know. I'm just not going to tell anyone where I am and hide. So you're turning Grinder off. Grinder's been off. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Well, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? You can find me on Instagram at Zalika NYC. That is Z as in zebra, A as in anal, L as in licking, I as in incest, K as in kangaroo, A as in alphabet, and NYC, just like the city we live in. Um, you can also find me on Venmo and Cash App at Tip the Drag Queen. Tip like my PP, the Drag Queen like my job. I have Saturday brunch at Tabaret in Bushwick, and I have Sunday brunch with Fixin at. Oh my God, I do this every week, and like, how do I not remember? <laughs> Selrose, I love Selrose. Selrose, you're amazing. We just celebrated our one year. You're my best friend. I love Selrose so much. Sasha's gonna hate me. Um, and then also things that I want to plug that are important to me because I have the time to talk because I'm the only person here would be Halloween weekend. It's going to look so fun. I'm so excited. I'm literally working like a mad person. So I want to see friends and hug people Halloween weekend. And yeah, I think, oh, hot mess is the 12th. How could I forget? October 12th, hot mess. Category is House of Horrors with the WH. They have seven people doing different iconic horror movies. I'm so excited. There may be a bloodbath. It's going to be fun. That sounds like fun. 
Mm-hmm. Well, Zalika, it's always a pleasure to have you. Until next time. Goodbye. The biggest thanks to Zalika for coming on. Subscribe to your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.